another episode of Full Court Press, episode 104, entitled Dimps Dismissed from Dumpster Fire. Uh, as always, Full Court Press is brought to you by Geek Vibes Nation, and I am joined tonight, uh, well, first of all, I'm your host, Nick Smith, and I am joined tonight by Joel Jimenez. What up, Joel? What up, Nick? <laughs> Nothing much, man. I love that you bring the energy for this show. <laughs> yeah, quiet. <laughs> when, they, when Joanne passes it to you on uh, on Geek Vibes Live, but you you always bring the energy uh, when it comes to FCP. Uh, I love it. Uh, speaking of which, uh, or whom, as it were, Joanne Carter. What up, Joanne? Hi, hi, guys. <laughs> Doing his best impression <laughs> of the <Joel. laughs> Yeah, that's that's not that's not, that was not very accurate though. Like it, it's more like um it's more like uh like how would it go? Like more um what is up? Like it's it's more like that. Like it, it's like yeah, there's pretty much. energy behind uh, it. Yeah. Yeah. It's more yeah, accurate. I mean, it's just, uh, it was definitely more accurate. Yeah, thank you. Thank you. Uh, but anyway, we got a lot of stuff to talk about tonight. Uh, All-Star Weekend, of course. Um, so we'll get into that. Uh, we got some um, interesting uh, conspiracy theory type shit. Uh, it, I mean, God, if you want to call it that, it doesn't, that, that seems almost a little too far-fetched to call it that. Um, uh, we got Del Dimps being fired. Uh, Anthony Davis on his preferences, playoff protections, and if we have time, we're going to talk about the NBA African League. Uh, I really hope we have time to get to that because I'm I'm really excited about that. I think that'll be really cool. Uh, but let's let's jump right in. So All Star Weekend. Uh, let me just drop the highlights for everybody. Team USA won the Rising Stars game. Uh, Kyle Kuzma was MVP. Jason Tatum won the Skills Competition. Joe Harris won the three-point competition. Shout out to Joe Harris taking down all of those fucking legends. Uh, that show was fucking dope. Uh, Hamadou Diallo mm-hmm. won the dunk contest. And Team LeBron beat Team Giannis with Kevin Durant winning MVP. Joel, what, uh, what oh. kind of um, stood out to you from uh, All-Star Weekend, from the, all the on-the-court stuff, um, and, and just like any sort of highlights that uh, that you want to talk about? Um, not, I mean, nothing in particular. I was, I, I was, I, I enjoyed most of it. You know, I, I had no, the All-Star game specifically, I had no, I had no horse in the game. So it was awkward. I really don't, I didn't care. If you want to ask me who I right. was, I don't care. I didn't care. I just did not care right. who won that game. <laughs> like, yeah. I, I just, that's why I, I miss either. the old way. Cause I, when you have a horse in the race, you can root like, for the no, East. Right. Right, you're right, because I have no Knicks on on either side, so I have no specific. Like I don't care. <laughs> like before was East, right. I always chose the East versus the West, like always. So it was very right. weird. Me too. Now that I have to pick a, a specific player, but I, as much as I like the players, I just don't. I mean, I don't care about the rest of the team. I just, like it's weird. It's just right. I don't yeah. like it when they did it in baseball. I don't like that they did it in football. I mean, I don't think they did it in baseball, but I do it in football and hockey. The whole uh, weird all-star game where the the, the team captains choose. I don't like that shit. I much much prefer uh, old school East versus West. But um, it, it was still an entertaining game uh, nonetheless. They had a couple fun moments in there. Um, 
Uh, Team Giannis came out strong to start, and then KD shut that shit down. <laughs> he came out with an agenda <laughs> in that second half. <laughs> um, yeah, he did. And it, it, was, it is what it is, because they, they definitely came out strong. And I figured Giannis' team would have an, uh, uh, a step up, because they see, like, they had more guys I felt would, that would give it their all. Like I, like you had right. on that side, you had Giannis and you had Joel and Bede and Westbrook. I figured that team would uh, definitely come out trying to win, whereas the other team, like Team LeBron, would probably just sleep through it. But KD was not having it. I guess <laughs> uh, at the end of the day, um, he wanted to close that out and get his second MVP. And congratulations to him. Um, and yeah, that that happened. And then of course All Star Saturday Night was fun. Uh, I, the dunk contest was okay. Well, I, it, it, you know, we've had yeah. better dunk contests. This is like, you know, a lot of people complain about the same shit. It's just too many missed attempts, and it's true. You know, the, the best dunk yeah. of the night was in the middle of the, the dunk, uh, you know, well, of the yeah. rounds. And, I mean, you want it to be the last dunk, and it never is, you know. It sucks. But right, yeah. I think the three-point contest was probably the most exciting of of all weekend, weirdly enough. Um, yeah. The three-point contest is pretty cool. That was fun. I did like I like that they I think they expanded it to two more guys, so it's now instead of eight, it's like ten. That's cool. Yeah. Uh, and the skill challenge, I do love the diversity now. Of course, it's been like that for a while now that they added bigs and wings, so it's not just all like guard driven. But um, yeah, a wing won it <laughs> at the end of the day, and, and you know it was one of yeah. those. And look, this year was a little different. It was a hail mary shot in half court. There were a couple guys are trying it. It's a new strategy, and it worked out. So congratulations, Jason Tatum. Yeah, uh, it was a lucky shot, but you know Trey got Trey got the benefit of that doubt. He got lucky in the first round, like because it was looking mm-hmm. like he was going to get knocked in the first, uh, and then he, you know, he kind of yeah, got, yeah. Um, you know, lucky on on his shot too uh, to knock off Fox. Um, but uh, yeah, I mean, I, I I just don't, I really don't have any interest in the skills competition. I did this year simply because um, Trey was in it, um, but just as a general right. like thing like i think it's the dumbest like i i just don't care like it, it, <laughs> like first of all like how many travels did you spot during the skills competition like oh, you should God. immediately be disqualified if you fucking travel during a skills competition like so tell me what Trey was doing was that not traveling? Was, was Troy, he oh, was dude, throwing he the ball ahead. Everybody did. Everybody <laughs> that did. Hysterical. And like that's that's what I'm uh, saying. Like it's just it's the dumbest thing. Like I just feel like I feel like they should just do away with that. Like I I, I they're not going to, but I I just no. think it's dumb. I don't I don't really like it. I never have. Um, it's gotten right. better. Um, like they they've. They've made it basically. They've made it easier, so it's not like, um, you know, like super complicated, like, like such a yeah, well, such a grind to watch. You're just like God, like mm-hmm. make the fucking pass already, like you know, like mm-hmm. it's like oh that motherfucker ran out of balls. Like what the fuck do we do now? You know, like um, yeah, the so bounce pass one easier. that was a pain in the ass. Yeah, <laughs> they exactly. Get work. <laughs> they just couldn't get it, and and like the ones who did, remember they would like they would one hand it, like chuck it like a fucking quarterback, yeah. you know? Remember that? Yeah, I, yeah, yeah. I, I don't know if it was Rondo who did it or, um, but like somebody did it like one year, and it was like, oh, that's the strategy. Um, but like, yeah, dude, it's it, it, so it's a little better now. But it, it, it's it's just comes down to the three great. at the end. It's all it comes down to at the end, three pointer. Yeah. Um, but, uh, but yeah, I mean, I'm just, it, it, it's whatever. Um, but yeah, the three point competition was definitely the best. It was fun to watch the dunk contest. Um, first, 
first of all, like, and and I know this is maybe slightly me being a homer, but like, dude, there's <laughs> how the Collins. fuck is John Collins <clears throat> gonna finish behind Miles Bridges, who didn't even complete his first dunk? Like, that's fucking ridiculous. <laughs> You know, like I like I'm not, and I'm not even like complaining for him to have gotten to the second round, even though it took Dennis Smith Jr. like 17 fucking tries to complete his two. Uh, I mean, I'm I'm using hyperbole, but y- y'all y'all know what I mean. Um, but like, but to finish behind Miles Bridges, who didn't even complete his first dunk, like they need to figure some <laughs> shit out there, like because that's fucking ridiculous. Yeah, weird. Like, there's she got a five. It's like he got it's like missing? he got pity points. He got pity points for his first fucking like, but like for for trying something super cool, and it, that shit would have been dope as fuck had he pulled it off. Um, but right. like, but like he got like pity points, and then he got like big points on his second dunk. I think he got a fifty on his second dunk, and um, is, and like is. both John both John Collins dunks, like neither was like super spectacular, but they were both like solid dunks, like solid first round dunks. And he nailed them both first fucking try. Like, dude, like, it's ridiculous that he finished fourth. Um, like, again, they need to figure some shit out there because that, that was fucked up. Um, like, if you're telling me that, like, like Dennis Smith Jr.'s dunks were better, um, I'll give you that. Granted, it took him forever to fucking complete them. Um, like, <laughs> you know, so, but, like, but I, I just cannot, like, the fact that Bridges finished ahead of him, that's what really pisses me off. Um, but, yeah, so I thought that was kind of bullshit. Um, honestly, I, w- I would have loved to have seen what Collins had, like, up for the final round. Because um, I don't think, like like you said, Joel, I don't think either of the, the contestants had anything great to finish out. Um, like, I mean, I guess, um, was it was it the, the first round or the second round that, that Diallo jumped over Shaq? Second? No, no. It was the it was the, the second dunk. I think second the dunk round, on right? the first was, in the first round. Yeah, yeah. And that was the best so, dunk. Yeah. Like that. That shit was that was yeah. fun. Like that he jumped it. over Shaq. Yeah. He did the Vince Carter and put his whole arm in the fucking his whole right. forearm in Which the was rim. Impressive. Like, <laughs> yes, it was very impressive. That was by far the best dunk of the night. Um, but uh, but yeah. So I mean, it, it whatever. Um. And then yeah, I I've only watched a little bit of the All Star game. I didn't even watch the whole thing. I watched some of the fourth quarter, and like that was it. I I honestly didn't really care. Yeah. Um. I didn't. I watched the first it, half. It, I think. <laughs> oh okay yeah. Um. But yeah, like I mean, I figured I would tune in later when when they actually started playing a little defense. Um. And they still weren't playing right. defense. Um. Until like the last like three minutes. Um, but, uh, but yeah, I mean, congrats to, you know, everybody who won their respective contests and everything. Um, I just, I feel like, um, I feel like all-star weekend is for kids. Like I remember loving this shit as a kid and not like really understanding. Um, and, and, and I don't, and again, I don't think that it's like, I don't think that it's gotten that much worse. I just think like, our expectations or, or like what we want to see in a basketball game has gotten like greater. And like, so like when we see these all-star games where they're not playing any defense, all these various competitions, you know, like it's like how many different dunks can you do? It's like the same thing when you're writing a song, like how many different chord formations can you do? Like anything you write is going to be 
at least similar to everything else that you've ever heard before. Um, it's, I mean, it's the same thing with a dunk. Um, so, uh, so yeah, I mean, I, I, I it's just not, it, it, I, I care way more about who makes the all-star team than the actual all-star game. <laughs> like, I think that's more exciting what? to me. <laughs> um, yeah, me too. but, uh, yeah, like I mean, because because that's like the important part. Like that's that's like the legacy part, the the credentials. Well, um, I care as much as they care, and they don't care. <laughs> that's why exactly. I, I cheer In for the certain game, teams. They don't care. Uh, they don't. You're right. They just they let it go. They play and have fun. I get that, but you know, that's why I, I root for the guys that are gonna you try, <laughs> like a little bit. Right. You know what I mean? Yeah. And not just go out there. Yeah. And it, and it did seem like they maybe tried a little bit more last year, like the first year of the the, the first year type thing, and yeah. and yeah. that doesn't seem. I don't I don't know how long that's gonna hold on. It worked for it, a it year. It worked <laughs> for a year, right? And that's and it did not work this year. Like it seemed like everybody was back to just like chucking that's up normal. threes. Yep. And that's another thing, man. Like like I get like the whole three point thing. Um, like in games and stuff, like the, the analytics behind it all. But like, dude, I'm watching an all-star game. I don't want to see like 500 three-pointers. Like, fucking no. drive to the rim, fucking dunk. Like, fucking throw a fucking thing off the backboard and dunk like T-Mac did. Remember that when it first happened, and it was like, dude, what the fuck? It was so much cooler. It's like, dude, the last thing I want to see is like people just chucking up threes the whole game. Like, uh, I think Damian Lillard. Like didn't even take it too. <laughs> I think I heard that somewhere. Wow. Um, like he shot like eighteen shots and they were like all threes. <laughs> like they're so fucking annoying. Um, like I said, I get it in a game. Like I mean, I get it if you're trying to win. Like you're, you're gonna shoot threes. Uh, you're gonna shoot like this. The era we live in with analytics and everything, and it doesn't bother me. Like even watching the Rockets. Like I don't. It doesn't really bother me. I know it bothers a lot of people. Um. But like in a, in an all star game, if you don't care, like then stop, like stop shooting fucking threes. Like leave that to Steph Curry so he could shoot like forty footers and shit. Like that's exciting. Like like regular three pointers are not exciting. Um, but I don't know. Like they they're they're gonna have to get yeah, silver, and then we're gonna have to get creative, try and like spice things up. I'm not sure what the answer is. Um, which is like the scary part because then they start doing really crazy shit and then it's like even worse. Um, but yeah. I don't know. Like we'll removing center uh, but, from the selections and taking East versus West out of the equipment. Fuckers. <laughs> yeah. Right. Um, but yeah. And, and, and two, like the one, one quick thing before I pass to you, Jordan is like, other thing that drives me crazy is if we're not, and, and I, I realize that like, there's a, like, more that goes into it than just, um, you know, uh, it, it basically like GMs in the Eastern Conference or Western Conference or whatever. They they want their guys to get in, you know, to represent their team, yada, yada, yada. Um, but if you're not going to have East versus West, you should just have the best 24 players make it. Like, cause right. there's no I, reason. I agree with that. Like, you know, like it doesn't, it doesn't make any sense. You know, it, it, if you're going to choose that format, then – Fucking just pick the best twenty-four players. Like it, it, it and, and not that it would have made that much difference, but you know, like maybe Tobias Harris would have gotten in there instead of um, uh, 
uh, uh, uh, fuck, um, uh, the kid from Probably. Brooklyn. Lowry. Uh, uh, yeah, maybe Russell. maybe Lowry. Um, <laughs> D'Angelo Russell was who I was going to say. Um, right. But, like, yeah, I, mean, I, I think he would have made it. And, and you know what's funny is by the end of – by the time the game actually happened, he would have been an Easter Conference player. <laughs> so, like, it would have yeah. all worked yeah. itself out. Uh, yeah. But but nevertheless, uh, yeah, I mean, I, I think um, I, I I just think that makes sense if you're going to do it in that format. But uh, Juwan, your takeaways from All Star Weekend? Rising Stars Challenge. Uh, that game really, really, really excited me, uh, especially Kyle Kuzma showing everyone who thought he was expendable that like, hey, you suck a fat one. Like, look look what I should have won the MVP, like, but fine. Fair enough. I, I'm, I, I wasn't even going to argue that point. I was just saying how well he played, um, even though it's pretty much just like an all-star right. game for children. Uh, Kyle Kuzma man. is a stud. He's a stud. I'm not saying he's an all-star, but he is a stud. Uh, he's, he shouldn't he, he shouldn't be potential. as expendable um, as as quickly as we're writing him off to be, as if like he's just well, some guy. Um, I think he's the most valuable piece in L.A., in my opinion. I don't know who's yeah. writing him off. It's just you got to sell him for AD, though. I mean, that's that's pretty much it. No, 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 no. I understand that. Yeah, I'm, I'm not speaking him. about. I'm not speaking about us. I'm speaking in reference to. If you watch like all these and everyone talk. They just talk as if like Kuzma is just like one of the guys. Like he's Beasley or something. Like get rid of him. Like, you know. Yeah, of course. So I'm not. Oh, um, Beasley. <laughs> I'm just saying. Like, let's let's put some value on the name of Kyle Kuzma. Um, but I, I really enjoyed seeing uh, seeing him kind of ball out in that. Um, as far as the uh, three point contest, I I, I got to give it to Joel. Joel picked Harris. Was Harris your your dark horse, or was he your yeah, your exact pick? No, he's my dark I horse. I didn't see that. <clears throat> I didn't see that coming. I was I was incredibly wrong on my pick. Uh, the three point contest usually doesn't <laughs> yeah, do anything were. for me. Um, three-point contest doesn't usually do anything for me because I found, like, the last couple of years, these three-point shooters, when, like, it's not an in-game situation, are kind of bad shooting three-pointers. Um, like, they just go through racks, and, like, sometimes they make one. They don't make any. Um, and I'm kind of like, I, I, I don't get it. Um, the slam dunk contest, to me, was a bore. Even though it was really cool to see Dennis Smith, uh, Smith Jr. in there as a Nick, uh, it did nothing right. for me, like completely nothing for me. Uh, yeah, I, I was very disappointed. Of, I won't even go the route of there's only so many dunks you could do. That's false. Aaron Gordon and Zach Levine proved that uh, a few years ago, and it wasn't that long yeah. ago. The thing isn't that there's not that many dunks you could do. The problem is you keep getting these dunkers who, one, no one's ever heard of, and two, they're not good dunkers. They're not creative. Yeah. They're not, they don't even have power dunks. Like, hey, it's just and, one of those things. And again, to my point, at least John Collins was fucking creative. Like, bringing out the fucking the model plane and with the, the airmen. airmen and all that <laughs> shit. That was dope. Like, it, the showmanship factor was there. It's just the dunk wasn't that good. You know, like... It, like yeah, it was okay. Um, he broke the plane. Yeah, it was all right. <laughs> he was did okay, break the plane. Right. Um, he did break the plane. I mean, but you know what? The plane crashed a few times, you know, before they actually, like, 
made the flight, so like yeah. at least yeah, I've heard someone try <laughs> to defend that. it like that. I I literally <laughs> I saw someone on Twitter be like, "Yo, he meant to do that because like it crashed a few times before they actually like made it work, and so he he, he meant to do that." And I was like, "Yeah, bro, nah, shut up." Like right, he right, did not mean to right. do that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, I'm sorry, Jordan. They ahead. just need to. No, 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 you're fine. They just need to get better dunkers. Um, and what they should look for are guys who specialize in dunking. None of the guys that they had in this contest specialize in dunking. They can dunk. I would say Diallo about... kind of does, though. Like, Diallo's well, like, would he, you... like... They all can dunk. No. Yeah, they all can dunk. Dunker... But, like, Diallo's known, Diallo's known, like, squarely for his athleticism. Like, that was that was his best best thing coming out of college like people were like dude like his game is super raw he can't really shoot he's not a great defender like all of the things he can't do but that dude can dunk a basketball like that was pretty much the the mo on him coming out of college what i mean in the sense of that is you look at a guy like Giannis, who might lack creativity but is Mm -hmm. such a power dunker like you give that Mm -hmm. guy can help him creatively he would be right. amazing to watch in a dunk contest. Paul George. You just need names, man. What well, names? Yeah, yes. LeBron. Names, LeBron don't yes. want to do it. <laughs> no, I don't yeah. want LeBron to do and it. Like, I don't want like, LeBron to it's do like, it. Like, well, I don't need he anymore, but it's like he. Right. Yeah, but it's like he set he set the precedent because, like, at the time, it was like they were still getting like big names for the dunk contest, and like LeBron for whatever reason just had no interest in it, and like. It, that seems to have been a trend, you know. Like it's like you don't get Michael Jordan versus Dominique Wilkins anymore. Like you don't get that. Right. Um, and it's just it's disappointing. Um, like don't get me wrong, I was super hyped for John Collins to be in the dunk contest. Um, and like, it, you know, I mean, I I thought it was super cool, but but you know, like, what would I rather see him just for the sake of it being a hawk? Or would I rather see Giannis or, you know, like, the, you know, uh, Juwan, you mentioned Paul George. Like, that would be an interesting one. Um, I think he was there like, before I mean, I, once. He was there before. Was he? Okay. Yeah, um, yeah one time. But, yeah. like, yeah, there, there's John a lot Wall. of guys. That, uh, there's a lot of guys that, I, you know, that I would really like to see. Um, you know, some, some younger <laughs> prime guys. Um, like guys, I'd, that, I'd know, ask Vince back next year as legacy pick. <laughs> I'll say I don't this. Know if he's, I'll say this. I don't know if he's <laughs> got that much fucking air anymore. He still wins, baby. He still wins. If the NBA is smart, <laughs> if they're smart, because they've already kind of like toyed with each other about the idea. If the NBA is smart, you can only have four. I'd open it to five, but okay, let's keep it up. Next year should be Giannis, Levine, Gordon, and Zion Williamson. You have those four Definitely guys Zion. in a dunk contest, it'd be it'd be lights out. It'd Could be, be like, given. It'd easily it would easily be the best moment of all of All Star Weekend. Because there's yeah. no way it would you be, get those well, four it would great dunkers. Be the most hyped moment, that's for sure. Like and that's the thing that's missing from like all of this stuff is like and, and that's why I do agree with you, Juwan, about I think the I do think the best part of this whole weekend was the uh, Rising Stars game, just to see all these young players playing. Like, I think you mentioned, like, there was zero defense played in this game, and it was, um, you know, it, it, yeah. it was 
Yeah, you know, it is right. what it is. But, <laughs> right. but like, I mean, I, I was more excited to see all these these young guys play. Um, you know, in, in this kind of environment, um, than I was to see pretty much anything else. But if you like throw out like a huge, like, like, like bevy of, you know, dunking talent uh, to be in the dunk contest, like, yeah, that's gonna make me a lot more excited. You know what I mean? I'll say the thing that the All-Star game has been missing um, that I think we should have more of because it'd be a lot of fun, um, the the killer instinct feel that Kobe gave that year he broke Wade's nose. I know I always keep going to this game, but the reason why is, I don't know if you guys remember this, Kobe said he was going to make sure LeBron didn't score on him when he was guarding him. Right. And Kobe took right. that personally and guarded LeBron almost the entirety of that game. Um, and yeah. it's fun to see LeBron trying to score over Kobe, creative ways for him to do that. But Kobe was dead serious. And what I also want more of is guys that get selected to the All-Star game who don't necessarily like each other. If they're on, if they're on opposite teams, like now that you have the ability to trade. Like I love when LeBron sent Russ over there with, with Joel Embiid. I would have loved if Joel Embiid went over to LeBron and we could have seen and be guard Russell Westbrook and kind of see that like kind of manifest in a fun way. It just sure. lacks competitiveness. And all it takes is the head guy, which we all know is LeBron, just to kind of make it personal a little bit. Like everyone keeps saying Kevin Durant's the best player in the NBA. If you feel as though you're the, still the best player, you know what you do? Don't draft Durant. Let him go to the other side. And then you tell everyone. Right. Why, why he make sure Durant doesn't score? I know. You have to make every great player. It's that, <laughs> I know. It's that, it's that AAU mentality, though, man. That's I, it's, it's a yeah. different it's a different mentality than than but like what I'm saying is every other generation of NBA players. Like, I'm not saying yeah. treat the All Star Game like Game Seven of the Finals. That's not what I'm saying. Right? Have no, fun, but treat it. Make it. Just make it competitive. Like, the fact that they almost reached 200 points is ridiculous. Like, it's not that cool to watch. Like, I want at least the last five minutes of the fourth quarter, if the game is close, that should be the most competitive basketball that you've played in that whole week and a half that you've had time off away from playing basketball. Right. Like, just make it competitive um, yes. to where, uh, you know, we're watching and we're kind of like, Yo, like, can Durant score on LeBron? Like, LeBron's playing tight defense on him. They're doubling. Like, make it fun, but still make it competitive. Right. But what's sad, what's sad about this is, as uncompetitive as the All-Star game was, it was still more entertaining to watch than the NFL's All-Star game. So, it's like, oh, doing yeah, dude, right. that's the worst. <laughs> Well, they're doing something I mean, right. The NFL All-Star game, it's like you're, when you, there's – I'm not even going to get into it, but that's definitely the worst. Um, yeah, I mean, I, I, here's the thing. I agree with you. It doesn't have to be game seven of the finals. Like, nobody's expecting that. But, like, it'd be nice if it was at least reg, a regular season game on the tail end of a back-to-back <laughs> type of competitive. Like, like, we're not asking for that much here, guys. Like, just give mm-hmm. us a little something, um, but uh, but yeah, I mean it's at least the it's, last two minutes not... of each quarter, you know, just play hard the last two minutes. Yeah, like something like, but no, I like your idea, well, problem... Ron. Like, like make some grudges, like throw some grudges in there, like, um, like because even even when it was um, 
I, I think it was still East versus West at, at, at the point where KD left. It was like, man, I would love to see Russ go up against KD right now, you know? And remember, that was like a huge like storyline where Russ even passing the ball and then he passed in the alley like like right away or whatever. Um, mm-hmm. But like those those kinds of storylines would be would be great, um, you know. But yeah, I mean, I, one more thing to. Actually, no, I'm going to pass it back to you, Juwan, and then I'll do my one more thing. Uh, no, I'll just wrap it up by saying this. Um, Curry definitely uh, sold the show for me with the, uh, the yeah, bounce pass to himself for the, the two-handed yes. uh, backwards dunk. I thought that was, it was super great. fun uh, to watch. Yes. But also, my biggest issue with All-Star Games is that the guys that get in for their first time, I kind of feel like the veterans who are always going to be in it, should do should make a more concerted effort to get these guys who might not ever get into an all star game again. Kind of get them going, like kind of feed Middleton, feed D'Angelo Russell, like feed these guys. Yeah, maybe they Good might point. not ever get another opportunity. Um, and I think if you do stuff like that, that might help make it a little bit more entertaining because you see guys score and do dunks that you don't. That if you live in Orlando, you don't really get to see Middleton or D'Angelo Russell that often. Um, so kind of just do more things like that. I, I don't know. I'm just thinking of w- what could you do to kind of make it more interesting, and those are some of the ideas. Yeah, I mean, I I would almost like <laughs> – if I was coaching the game, I would almost like want to be like, um, all right, we're, we're going to play like all of our dudes who are first or second year, like all-star, you know, guys the most because they're going to give it their all. You know what I mean? Like, they're going to actually play, which, it, you know, in turn is going to make the other team actually play. And then we'll sub back in, like, our super good players, and, like, then maybe we'll get something competitive. So maybe, like, some coaching, uh, some, some various, like, coaching decisions can, can help influence that. I don't know. Um, but uh, just just real quick, because um, I, I forgot to mention this earlier, but Jawan reminded me of it. Kyle Kuzma winning the fucking MVP uh, for – the fucking uh, Rising Stars game was so stupid. Like, yeah, he had 35 points. He also shot the ball 27 fucking times. Um, he was 3 of 10 from 3. 30%, which is about his average on the season, so that makes sense. Um, but, like, dude, okay, first of all, I'll give you three players who deserved it more than him. Trey Young, Donovan Mitchell, Jason Tatum. Any of those guys deserved it more than him. Trey Young had 25 points. He shot the best from three out of anybody from the whole game. Six of 11 from three, 54.5%. He also had seven rebounds to Kuzma six. Like, yeah, you got out-rebounded by, like, a 6'2 guard, Kuzma. Like, great job, buddy. Um, Trey Young also had 10 assists to Kuzma's two. Um, They had the same amount of blocks. (laughs) <laughs> like, dude, all he had was the 35 points. Uh, like, let's look at Mitchell. He only had 20 points, right? Also, uh, he had five steals in the game. He also had nine assists. He had uh, seven rebounds to, again, to Kuzma six. Um, and he shot the ball effectively. Eight of 13 from the field, three of six from three. Uh, and then you take a look at Jason Tatum. He had uh, 30 points. Um yeah, you know, he he had two steals, uh, three assists to Kuzma's two, nine rebounds to Kuzma's six, 
Uh, and six of 14 from three, uh, much better than three of 10. Um, either any of those guys, to me, deserved it more than Kuzma. I, I get where you're coming from, Jawan. It was nice to see Kuzma get like some kind of spotlight and what have you. Um, but, but basically, he was just out there being selfish. He was just shooting the ball every time he got it in his fucking hand and, like, put up 35, and, like, that's why he got the fucking MVP. And, like, he didn't do anything else. And that's my thing with Kuzma. He doesn't do anything else. He doesn't rebound particularly well. He doesn't pass particularly well. He doesn't defend particularly well. He shoots. That's, like, what he does. He's a very good role player. Like, I don't think he's that good. Like, I don't think he's bad. I just don't think he's, like, great. I think, um, like, pretty much most everybody else on this team will probably end up being a better player than than Kyle Kuzma. Like, John Collins, Jason Tatum, Aaron Fox, Donovan Mitchell, maybe Bagley. I'm still iffy on him. Jaron Jackson will. uh, Jared Allen will. Trey Young will. (laughs) Kevin Knox still will iffy on him. But like, like I, I just I think it's ridiculous. I don't think he deserved it. I think like like I said, there's three other guys there that deserved it. Um, and this is not even me being biased. Like I'm I'm like I it, like it's not about like Trey Young here. Like I think honestly, if I was picking, I would have picked Tatum, uh, then Trey, then Mitchell, um, then Kuzma. Like I would have given it to Tatum. As much as that pains me to say, because of the fucking <laughs> the, the skills competition, um, but uh, but no, nah, like I I don't I don't I don't think Kuzma's um, I think Kuzma's like a really good scorer. Like I think he could develop his game and maybe become something better. Um, but like, but you know that's why I think he's he's a really good fit with LeBron because he 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 shoots he he shoots well with you know, wide open shots and he does um slide off screens well. Like he, he gets himself open um so that like people can feed him the ball. Um so he there's a lot of offensive things he does well. But like defensively he, he doesn't do really anything uh particularly well defensively. Um but Jawan you had a retort before you moved on. No, 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 no. I don't want to take up any more time because it, it, it would it would expand into something else, and I don't want to take any more time. So I'll just hold on. <laughs> All right, man. We'll 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 maybe get into it later then. Rant uh, but over. anyway, let's move on. Yes, Rams over. Uh, so from All Star Weekend, we had a very interesting video that was um, making the rounds, I guess, on in Facebook messages. Um, I don't know where else, Joanne, uh when I get done Twitter? introducing the topic, I mean, maybe you can elaborate. Instagram, okay. Um, but uh, so there's a video of Kyrie and Katie talking. It was just a, like a, a video taken from somebody's phone um, in the tunnel. And it appears as if Kyrie said, and I'm quoting here, two max slots, it's time, end quote. Um, among some other things, but those are like the, the clearest words that you could make out. So he was saying that to KD, who was kind of like pacing back and forth, um, you know, while Kyrie was talking to him. So like, I guess Kyrie is, is like, you know, trying to convince KD, like, let's go to the Knicks. Like, 
and if KD, who's been long speculated to go to the Knicks, that means you're getting Kyrie. I don't know. Um, but, I mean, it, dude, it's, it's hard to interpret that as anything else um, it, other than Kyrie being like, dude, let's go to the Knicks. Like, let's go to the Knicks, dude. Let's do it. Let's go to the Knicks. Um, that's definitely how it came off to me. I don't see how it could be interpreted in any other fashion. I will say this. KD did not seem like he wanted to have the conversation. Um, and maybe yeah, there could be a million reasons for that. Um, but, uh, but nevertheless, um, it, it, it seems like, Kyrie is is all about it, um, at least from the looks of this video. Uh, what were your thoughts on this, Jawan? Um, you know, I, I know you were fucking giddy when you saw it, um, but elaborate on your level of giddiness when you saw it. <laughs> um, well, first let me start off by saying the giddiness was from a stance of bias, obviously, but mainly because I got it from a Knicks page. Um, and I'm like, all right, I first started to say to myself, all right, well, he's definitely, like, fixing this for, like, you know, Kyrie and, you know, Kyrie to be saying that. So then I, I searched and I saw in other places that weren't, like, associated with Nick's fan page, and I was like, oh, no, 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 this is real. Like, Kyrie was saying two max spots. Like, it's time. Um, I've heard from someone in reference to – uh, Kyrie kind of just breaking down to Durant that, uh, you know, like, after you win this one, like, you got two. After you win this one, like, it's time for you to move on. Like, leave. Go do something where you could be the focus, and it's not the story of you're playing with other great players. Um, like, her, like, you're not on a team that was already created. You're going to create a team. Um, but as a Knicks fan, yeah, you got excited, but I immediately was, was telling Joel, like, uh, no, I was telling my, my brother, actually, like, Knicks aren't the only ones with two max spots. So it's like, I mean, yeah, as a Knicks fan, do you want that to be the Knicks? Of course. But he could have meant a few other teams they, that and, had hey, two max they, spots. They are the only team with two max slots. Um, they're no, not I the only the team had, who can create space. two max slots. Who? I thought the Nets had space. The Nets. Uh, they can create it. They do not have two max slots. They have to get rid of Crab. Oh, oh, well, that sounds not too difficult. Um, but okay, so then cool. Then it. it I mean, is, yeah, they'd probably have to give up a first round pick to do it. But like, I mean, and you, if you're you would do both it. Those if, guys. Yeah, you would. Absolutely yeah, do it. exactly. Um, I was telling my brother the the most important thing that I've gotten in my head in regards to the idea of. Kyrie and Kevin Durant is this. All my eggs are not in that basket, mainly because we've been in this situation before. And it was when we had availability for LeBron, cleared the deck so we could get LeBron. Everyone, if if you could, like, rewind back to that time, there was no one on this planet that thought LeBron was going anywhere other than either Brooklyn because of his Jay-Z affiliation or the Knicks. Right. Because because it's the Garden. Early on, no one thought those Miami. Were the favorites, yeah. No, right. Not no early one thought on. Miami. No one was saying he was going back to Cleveland. So us Knicks fans got so hyped for the idea of LeBron, and then we ended up overpaying Amari Stoudemire. So that's why I'm right. saying I don't want to obsess over it because for the first time in what feels like 
20 years, maybe even longer, Knicks have options. They have options. The Knicks are finally the pretty girl. So where it's like, you don't have to just be super smart to get through in life. Like, you're beautiful and smart. So it's like you have all these options. So you don't have to put things on one specific thing. But what I sure. what I love to dig deep in, in, into Kyrie saying that to Durant as they're going to the Knicks, yes. But I will not, and I repeat, I will not let the Knicks swindle me again by putting all my hope and faith in them getting these two guys, and they possibly do not. Well, you're you're dealing with two very fickle guys, um, and so that Super in and of itself, yeah, that in and of itself is is very trepidatious. Um, but I, I mean, from that video, I feel like it comes down to what KD does. If KD goes, Kyrie will probably go too, um, and they'll team up there and they'll try to win there, and 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 that'll be, um, you know, barring any sort of injury, that'll be, you know one of the perennial contenders for the next three or four or five years um, in, in the East. Um, but, um, you know, I understand as a Knicks fan, I understand your trepidation. I mean, it's like when any, you know, when any Hawks fan brings up like going after a, a top tier talent, I'm like, we've never gotten one. Like why, like why would, why, why would this year be any different? You know? So, um, but I don't know. There's a there's a certain amount of optimism that I have for you guys, and maybe it's just because I'm not a Knicks fan, and you know I I, I <laughs> see things from a different perspective. Um, but Joel, also a Knicks fan, going to kick it over to you. What were your thoughts on the video? Um, I've seen it a couple times now, and I'm never one to put all my eggs in one basket. <laughs> and uh, like Joel was saying, like. This summer is a lot different than that that one summer with LeBron where we, we did everything in our power to free up space to bring in a guy like him and sell him the right. world. Um, and, you know, he turned us down to go play in Miami uh, with, with his friends. And Good decision. We get it. We burnt, you know, you know for him it worked out. Um, and, it, you know, we were upset and we were distraught. And you know, it hurts. <laughs> like, that was very, you know, heartbreaking. Like, cause they're like, fuck, man. Like, we, we waited all this time to hopefully, possibly. Why can we turn down New York? Uh, he did several times. Yeah. <laughs> uh, uh, LeBron don't like that that fire, man. He's just, just that's not him. It's not he's not a New York guy. Uh, unless he's talking about the Yankees, he's a bandwagon. That's what he is. Um. Anyway, <laughs> uh, my thing is with um with KD and Kyrie and that that whole conversation looked nice, man. Like they're having this. Like, I can't read lips, but I saw him say two. Did he say Max Spock? I have no idea. <laughs> I have no idea what he was talking about, but they were together yeah, a lot. Yeah, he, held up, he held up the number two with his fingers. Like, so he we did. know he said he that. He did. That, that for sure, he said that. Because he right. held up, like you said, two. Two what? We don't know. Two dollars. I have two dollars in my pocket. Let's go get some snacks. <laughs> I don't know what he said to him. But like, it's like, I, I know for a fact that even if they don't, if it doesn't happen, I can't imagine they didn't talk about it a little bit. And maybe right. KD needs com- some convincing, or maybe uh, they've talked about it before. And it's like, so what? What? Maybe they talk like, hey, we'll talk about it again during All Star break and see how we'll, we'll see where we're at. And so it's just them talking right. it over. Uh, maybe not. It's not. Maybe it's not specifically New York, but that seems like the you know, if it's not 
it seems like the most likely destination. If it's not anywhere else, it's like they don't stay where they're at. If they do decide to yeah, leave, I mean, there's current situation. Yeah, and that's the thing. Like, if they do want to play together, where would you rather play? Like, you know, right. like I mean, obviously you're not, you play you're not going to go to LA because LeBron's there. Right. Um, and then like out of the other teams that can easily create two max slots, you could go to the Clippers. Yeah, like, I just I I, right? I find it hard to believe that you would want to go to the team B in LA unless you just really want to show up LeBron. But like you can do that anyway in New York. Um, I, I, and if you're gonna go to New York, why would you want to go to go to Brooklyn? Like I mean, and, and everybody says, well, Brooklyn's better. Yeah, well, Brooklyn doesn't have the the the, the assets now that the Knicks have. They also don't have um, – if, if they sign both those guys, they lose D'Angelo Russell, who's their best player. Um, right. So, they lose like, a couple people. Right. Yeah. And so, like, I don't, I don't think Brooklyn stands out as any sort of a better basketball situation. Um, I mean, right. you've got a couple good guys on Brooklyn. You know, you got a couple young guys on um, New York that could be good, and you got more draft capital, you got more way to, like – improve the team. Right. Um so. for me for me it all lands on what happens in the lottery. Because I think the the lottery we're, if we get depending on what we get, if we get number one, I think it, it definitely increases our chances of bringing in a free agent. Uh because either one 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 or two options. You you go and you draft Zion or you go draft Zion and trade Zion. <laughs> it's one of those two things. Or you trade the pick before that and then you know whoever picks Pick Zion. You know, at the end of the day, Zion's who you want because that's the biggest trading piece or one of the biggest assets to say, oh, shit, I'm going to go play with this stud. You know what I mean? It's one of those things, one of those two things. Um, And that's why for us, I have to see where we land. Like, is it one? Is it two? Is it three? Hopefully it's only within the three bracket there. (laughs) It's in the three market. Um, But I don't know. I mean, that's why I'm more worried about that than in free agency. I think that'll play itself out. Um, I, I'm more stressed out about what what happens in, in the in the draft. I like in the draft because I, I I just because right. I think a lot of things could like can go right if we we land that first pick, but or the second. Like I wouldn't be upset with the second or third, but I mean more more so obviously the first pick. Um, because uh, that definitely opens up like holy shit, that's Pandora's box now. <laughs> like right. no, this they had it. That's the guy that actually everybody wants. <laughs> Like, when, right, when's right. the last time we've had, like, uh, a consensus number one overall pick? I mean, I guess Fultz was, but, like, no, we saw all that. that was but, like, a, like a, that was yeah, definitely I mean, not well, Anthony Davis was the consensus number one overall <laughs> Anthony Davis. Yeah, I, was say, I, don't think. I was about to say, I think it Anthony was Anthony Davis. Davis. Yeah. Like, I, I yeah, think it, it, it was. Um, so, like, because, um, I mean, even yeah. when you have that, always... that Wiggins year, it was like Wiggins yeah. or Parker. Um, people went right. back and forth, and right. like there were, I'm sure there were some people who were like, "Man, and B, you know." Um, but obviously, the there injuries, were. Um, there definitely was the Blake Griffin. You know, year, dropped that was Blake Griffin, and then, right? Well, I think what Rose. Yeah, was, but that was like that was obviously before the Anthony Davis year. Uh, but yeah, I mean, I think right, you have right. to go back to the Anthony Davis year. Um, I think that was the last year we had like a. Like a, at least a, a consensus number one who ever – well, Cat. Call on your down. That, That's that was true. Cat was also time. one. 
consensus yeah, number sure. one. Yeah. So, yeah, that would be the last time. Um, but, like, you know, like, it, it, dude, yeah. I mean, if if you get the number one, I mean, that that that's a lot of um, – you can do so much. It's a big that. weight like, off my shoulder. Because even if we don't – yeah, if we don't get our free agents, even that you got that on your in your pocket, you feel better right. about the rest of the off season with the number one pick, even if you don't get KD and, and Kyrie. Right, you know I mean? and that's the you thing. You can just At go forward point, with your youth. You, exactly. At that point, like you've got the flex, you've got the penultimate flexibility. Like if you right. don't get your your top free agent, then you just you trade for bad contracts and more draft picks and like you rebuild the right way. And like, God, right, I right, hope right. they do that if they don't get the guys, like, cause that, that's what you need to do. If that's you're the there. right way. Like, don't, right. Yeah. Right. Don't go out and find Kimba Walker and Tobias Harris. Like, dude, like right, the max right. you don't need that. Like, no, no you, you don't. really no, don't. No, like, no, you not at to, all. No. You need to be building a championship in New York and the way to do it is, Either signing the cream of the crop free agents, or like making smart draft selections and taking on bad expiring contracts, so that you know you can um, get more draft assets and like move forward with even more tradable assets in the future. Like that's totally the move right now. Um, so yeah, I mean we'll we'll see how that plays out, but I I, I do agree with you, um, like. that's that's got to be the way you go. Um, Real quick, before we move on, I just want to take a quick second um, to talk about this. There's been a little um, back and forth. I think we either – I don't know if we talked about it on a show earlier this year, but we definitely talked about it um, um, via uh, messaging. Um, But it kind of raised its head again via All-Star break. Uh, The Dolan is – you know, contemplating selling the team. Um, it, I honestly wonder if, like, it, 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 do you think the odds change of getting a max max guy if Dolan sells the team? And, and do you think, like, that, that this is really a possibility? Do you think he would really sell the team? Um, I mean, I, there's plenty of, like, billionaires out there who could come in and, and just be like, fuck it, dude, I, I would love to own the Knicks. The NBA is like one of the most profitable leagues. Um, like it, it, like the, the money that comes in from it, like, fuck it, I will like $4 billion is nothing to me. I'll just fucking throw it out there like what have you. Um, I think I think Might the biggest high. thing is well, here's the thing. Hey, well, that's, that's what he wants. Um, but here's the biggest thing. He doesn't want to sell Madison Square Garden, so he wants to sell the team and keep Madison Square Garden. Um, right. That to me, if I'm buying it, like I want the whole fucking thing. Like I don't, I don't right. really let you keep Madison Square Garden. So it's like I'll give you, you know, one point five or two billion for the Knicks, but I would be willing to give you like the whole five billion if you give me the Knicks and Madison Square Garden because, I mean, that is just way, like, you're getting so much more revenue just by owning that facility, um, whether it be concerts or whatever. Um, but, like, well, I mean, just what are your general thoughts on, um, like, you did, do you think it's a possibility, do you think it's a legit possibility that, that Dolan um, would actually sell 
the team and or the uh, Madison Square Garden, Joel? Um, I think it is possible. I think he would listen. I, I think a lot of it, his his trepidation would be because I think it's I don't think his it's a family legacy. So I, it's his family that wouldn't want to give it up. And if it's just the Knicks, he'd probably be more willing uh, than within right. everything, <laughs> you know, because it's everything. Yeah. Now we're talking about not just the Knicks, the Garden, maybe the Rangers, and that's like. Fifty million dollars worth of shit. That's a lot. Uh, Fifty billion. I'm sorry. That's a lot. That's yeah, a lot yeah. of money. You're gonna have. To, you're gonna have. To, that's a pretty penny. Uh, it might take more than one human being to pay for that. <laughs> um, or Jeff Bezos. And, and, well, yeah, one of those. It's possible. Uh, whoever's willing. I mean, there are people out there that would, in a heartbeat, buy the fucking Knicks if they became available. If look, if, if he, right. James Dolan sat down and said, "Look, make me the best offer." People will come knocking. I have no doubt about it. People will come and pay and buy and get by the next offer. It's just I don't know if he's willing at the moment. Is he listening to offers? I, I have no doubt he probably would. Uh, I don't know if he's he's selling at the moment. But I, I think in the long run he may just give in and just say fuck it. But at the moment I don't. I wouldn't. I wouldn't expect anytime soon. Yeah, I mean I I honestly would not either. Um... But at the same time, like, you know, I mean, it's certainly a possibility. Um, hey, Zuckerberg, that motherfucker's worth $71 billion. Like, what's to stop him from coming in and saying, fuck it, dude. I'll drop $5 billion, $6 billion, uh, and get the Knicks. Like, I mean, that's – and for a guy like Zuckerberg, like, that's – like. I, I feel like you would look at that at, at the age of like he's thirty three years old. He's like the youngest, richest person. Like yeah. everybody else who's in like the top ten, 10 richest people in the world life? are like seventy years <laughs> old, except for Bezos. He's fifty four. Um but right, like seriously right, right. though, like I mean I think I think that would be um that I mean that would be something that that'd be a possibility anyway. Um but uh, but now, um, Juwan, uh, what are your thoughts? I mean, do you think it's a possibility um, that he would actually sell the team? Hell no. Uh, he'd be an idiot too. <laughs> um, if the if the Knicks were James if, Dolan, if the Knicks were the same Knicks that they were uh, as an organization standpoint and where they stand in, in having options, if they were the same team that they were five, ten years ago, then, yeah, sell it. Like, no one wants to come here. But now you're in a position to where you have a great coach, you have great guys in management, you have great young players, you have your draft picks, you could have the number one pick, you have superstars, uh, you know, whispering in hallways talking about possibly coming there. You already make billions off the Knicks, and they're horrible. Picture what you'll make when they're actually in the playoffs. Hell no, I don't think he'd be stupid enough to sell him right now. Um, unless someone comes to him with an astronomical amount of money. I do not see right. him being dumb enough to sell the Knicks at this point. So as a Knicks fan, we, we, we've kind of backed ourselves in the corner because we're like, man, you know, we've been waiting to be good for so long. We're finally getting to that point, but now we're becoming possibly so in a good position that now he's like, why would I sell it? Like, I'm about to make more money off of you guys. Because if I can get at least even one of those big guys here, that will easily triple anything that I'm making off the Knicks right now when they're not good. So 
So no, as a business standpoint, he'd be a Pretty complete idiot thought. to do so. I don't even know what this team would look like if they were good, like money-wise. It's crazy how much they already cost, and they ask. Right. <laughs> yeah. Jesus Christ. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, and you know what? You know, actually, who I think uh, like might be an interesting choice um, is uh, Bloomberg. Um, like, I mean, ah. Bloomberg's got the fucking money. Um, I mean, he's got, he's got like fifty billion dollars, dude. Like, I mean, he could easily. I'll take all uh, of that. Wait, <laughs> I don't think so. I mean, come on, dude. It's going to take fifty billion dollars. Like, I mean, a lot of money. Probably take. It, it would take tops ten billion tops. And that's that's even ridiculous. The highest selling team ever was the Clippers. That was two billion. Well, I'm just saying, if it's billion. just the Knicks. It's that's different, but if we're talking about the whole package, you know, it's not just the Knicks, right? Yeah, I get yeah, that. No, it's going to cost a pretty like The whole package is ten billion tops. Like you're not going to pay more than six billion dollars for Madison Square Garden. I don't know. I don't know. We'll see. Six billion dollars. I don't know. Yeah, yeah I don't know. Yeah, man. I don't know, man. I'm, I'm with I don't you. Know. I don't know, man. I don't know. Because you, you got to think of it like this: if you're paying, because you got to think of it like this: if you're paying the whole package, like remember. Um, concerts like don't don't think of a concert like like a small one. Think of like sure. Jay Z decided to come to do a concert at Madison Square Garden for four nights. That motherfucker's gonna play as, Barclays. Shut uh, up. No, I, I know. I'm just using an example of some like a musician. <laughs> we well, use a better caliber. example. Well, he doesn't only do the Barclays. He'll do Madison Square Garden too. He's done it numerous. He's times. an owner for the Nets. He's definitely gonna do Barclays. It, he's not still the owner of the Nets. He had to give it up. Who? Who was that about? Hold on. Jay Z. I'm alive. He had to give it up because he's, no, yeah, he was yeah, he's got he's, He was at one point, not anymore. Now it's like some Asian dude is gonna buy it. Yeah, he's Could not he's anymore. Nick, he can't be. It's conflict. He can't be the uh, the owner. No, yeah, because he's he had, right because he's an agent now or whatever. Right. He he owns Rock Nation. Uh, Rock. Oh, oh, right. oh that's right. Yeah, yeah, I forgot. Yeah, that's right, okay, yeah. Fair yeah. example. I stand corrected. My bad. No, you're good, man. You're good. But, yeah, the, the point I'm making is if you're talking the whole package, um, what they make off of wrestling events, what they make off of concerts, like of guys of that caliber, it's just way too much money. And $6 billion, even though to us we would sell part of our souls for $6 billion, I think if you're doling, you kind of go. Heart? My God. You, <laughs> if you're doling, you kind of go. I'm gonna see if I can maybe try, like ten billion, <laughs> like as much as high as I can possibly go, because the garden is worth it. Yeah, ten. But like he would, he would highball. Yeah, but, I'll say this. He'll he'll highball it, definitely. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Yeah, um, that's the next. <laughs> He's not gonna give it away, <laughs> right? No, 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 for sure. But there's there's enough people out there with enough money who who could do it if they wanted to. That's the thing. It's it'd be, it'd all be come nice. Down to, do they it'd want nice. to do it? Um, but uh, I don't know. Yeah, we'll see how that plays out. I I think I think he is destined to sell the Knicks. It's just a question of when. And I do I do think uh, yeah. The, you know I think Joel's right too. Like. I, I think the timing of it being like of right now is, is a little suspect um, with like all of the family dynamic there. Um, I, I, I think it might be, um, you know, in, in like five or so years uh, when maybe those familial ties aren't as strong. Um, 
you know, with, 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 you know, essentially, uh, you know, his father, you know, and all that, you know, right. I, right. I think that's a big one. I right think there. that, right. <laughs> I think that would make, team, you know? <laughs> right. I think it would make more sense, you know, for him not to do it at, at this time. Um, but I, you know, we'll see, we'll see how it all plays out. Um, but I tell you what, like if I'm buying the Knicks, I'm definitely not buying just the Knicks. Like, I want to buy the Knicks and I want Madison Square Garden. I don't, I don't, like, I don't want to own a team that I don't own the venue for. You know what I mean? Like, um, you probably end up buying the Rangers too. <laughs> maybe, like, it's like, hey, like, I'll, I'll sell you both, but you got to take the Rangers too at like, like, it's like a deal. In there. <laughs> ten times, ten times what they're worth, you know, or some shit like that, you know. Yeah, I don't even know um, how much they're worth, yeah. but yeah. I have no idea. It can't be worth that much to a hockey team. Um, but they're probably worth more than most hockey teams, but, like, you know, nevertheless. Yeah, they're an um, original team, so I have to imagine. Yeah, yeah, very much. But, I mean, I I, I mean, I wouldn't expect any hockey team to be worth that much. Um, yeah. But, nevertheless, right. uh, let's, let's move on. Let's get into our, our kind of main topic tonight. Uh, Del Demp, he was fired last Friday. Um, a day after AD reportedly suffered a shoulder injury and left the game early, um, could maybe be a shoulder injury. I don't know. Um, <laughs> he did look. To, he did look to get like a little banged up in the game. Um, but this whole this whole thing's been a such a clusterfuck um, or a dumpster fire. <laughs> uh, in in the words um, their coach. Uh, but man, I, I can't blame them for firing Bill Dem because I just don't think he's a good GM. Um, and I think Danny Ferry mm-hmm. is, is kind of the right guy to put in there as your interim. Like he, he's the kind of guy you put in there as your interim and you feel comfortable if you don't find somebody who you think would be better than him, just like keeping him and letting him make the decisions. Um, so I think that's fair. Uh, but like I just feel like I feel like Demps was, and this is pure speculation, but I feel like he was probably like somewhat backed into a corner. Like I feel like they were like the ownership. Gail Benson was probably like, "Why are we trading Anthony Davis?" Like, no, don't trade him. It doesn't make sense. Um, and then like you know, so they don't trade him, and then they fire Del Demps for not like trading for like for the the you know fiasco that happens thereafter and it's like dude I would have taken that fucking Lakers deal I don't know if Dems would have um but there were reportedly plenty of people in in the um uh, you know front office uh that that you know, they were reportedly split on the decision as far as the Lakers deal um so like maybe Dems was like fuck dude I I actually kind of think that's a good deal maybe he wasn't maybe he was like fuck the Lakers I'm not fucking trading him um, like who knows um, but like regardless it did seem like the general consensus among most pundits or people or whatever was just keep him and wait to the off season so like if you're gonna do that I don't understand like the only reason that I can picture why you're firing Vince now is because you don't trust him to make the best trade in the offseason. And if that's the case, fine. It just it just comes at a weird timing. Um and like even 
like the statement that was released, I feel like was kind of strange. Um, you know, from from what the Woj bomb about, you know, them being furious that Anthony Davis left, and so they fired Dimps and yada yada yada. For somebody, you know, um, I thought his Lakers trolling was was level one hundred. Um, and you know, I mean, I think he should have ultimately made the deal with the Lakers. But who knows if he was even going to be allowed to make that deal. Um, and, you know, uh, it, it, I, I don't know. I, I just think it's weird. I, again, it's hard for me to knock it, really, because I just don't think Dunst is that good of a GM. But the timing is weird, and the, 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 like, the fact that it came right after, um, you know, that AD left the game and, and you know, the, like, the ownership was so pissed off that he left the game and yada, yada, yada. It's, it's, it's a weird scenario. And I guess that's, that's my take on it. Um, but Juwan, what are your thoughts? Um, I look at it like, there you go. No, I'm here. Um, I look at, I was on, (laughs) but, uh, (laughs) I look at it where, um, I'm like, where on he, uh, I'm like, you ain't talking, motherfucker. Start talking. <laughs> <laughs> it, um, he was obviously fired because, um, again, uh, it's being run by the own, the guy who originally owned it passed away. His wife now runs it. Um, she does not have any idea on how to run basketball, uh, basketball operations. So she was looking for the people who work for her to know what to do. Um, and apparently she was being told the way Dimps was, was handling things wasn't really the smartest way to handle it. Um, I mean, the fact that Magic was constantly having phone conversations with them, then he just stopped answering the phone with Magic Jump. All you had to tell Magic was, look, I don't think we want to do this deal right now. Like, call me back in the off offseason. Uh, let me kind of survey everything, and then we can get something worked out. He will regret not making that trade purely because at least you could have given them a huge middle finger on your way out by trading their best player for a bunch of guys who together still won't make up Anthony Davis. Um, I, I don't know if he gets selected somewhere else. Um, I, I don't know if any other owner kind of sees what happened here and goes, that's the guy I want. Um, but yeah, it was, it was obviously a huge issue with AD leaving the game, like not leaving, you know, to the back just to get it checked out and then coming back and, and sitting on the bench or sitting in the back and watching it from there. Like, AD was like, nah, man, I don't even want to be here with you guys. Uh, so that is usually a pretty bad problem. What's going on with AD in this whole situation, the only thing I've ever seen worse was how the Knicks uh, handled um, the beef between D'Antoni and Stefan Marbury. Like, that was the worst thing I think I've ever seen. Um, they were paying Marcus millions of dollars, and D'Antoni wasn't playing him at all. Uh, I think he even got to a point where D'Antoni told him, don't even show up. Uh, so Marbury was sitting in the crowd. Like, it was just, it was a really bad situation. Uh, AD being booed uh, at home is also a really bad situation. So the, the way he was, the way he allowed these things to happen, stuff to get out, um, was just really mismanaged. So I completely understand why he was fired. I'm not even shocked at the, the time frame 
between when the event happened to when he got fired. Uh, I think what I'm most shocked about is that um, he really didn't think that trade uh, that trade option through. Um, because if he did, he would have just made it. Yeah, and and here's the thing: I disagree with you on a lot of levels. I I don't. I think a lot of what you're pinning on him was like totally out of his control. I mean, I. But this is one thing I will agree with you with. Um, I, I I would have made that trade if for no other reason you don't have to go through this drama. Um, and, and from like what we detailed as as kind of the final offer from the Lakers, they seemed desperate enough to give away a shit ton. Like you were going to get three um, young prospects. No, no, no. Wait, hold on. You were going to get five young prospects at the at the end of it. They were going to include Hart and 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 Zubats, uh, according to multiple reports. Um, so you were going to get all five of those guys. Um, you you were going to get two future draft picks, um, and who knows exactly what those would have been, but if you had gotten this year's draft pick and, say, as far out as possible unprotected, um, like, that would have been something that would have been, like, super promising in the future, um, given LeBron's age and all that, um, and their, you know, lack of cap flexibility to, to bring in another max guy. Uh, I, I would have taken that deal. I would have really sort of pinned down and tried to negotiate. So here's my thing is if, you know, they basically, if it all depends on what the details are behind the scenes, because like maybe like ownership just was like, no, like we don't want to trade him. Like we're we're not going to do it. And so maybe that's why he decided to just fuck with the Lakers and troll them. Or maybe he just decided to try and get the offer up as best as he could um, to have a starting point for next for the offseason. Um, but if, if you know, they kind of, like, were deferring to him to make the decision and that offer was on the table, then, yeah, you, you take that offer. Because it's just it, – I just don't feel like – I know you want a primo player, and, like, I know you want Jason Tatum, but you don't know if that's going to be available uh, in the offseason. Like, the Celtics can tell you all they want. You don't know if that's going to be available. Um, And that is the biggest reason I would have taken that offer. Um, But, hey, nevertheless, uh, he didn't. He was fired. Um, so I, I feel vindicated in saying that uh, he got fired a lot earlier than I thought he would have. Um, but, you know, I did say uh, this decision might come back to bite him in the ass because if he doesn't get as good of a deal in the off season, he might lose his job. And he already lost his job. So, um, you know, uh, talking now, maybe should have taken the trade. Uh, but, Joel, what do you think of um, Dems being fired? I was a little shocked uh, because, like, I thought the whole reason he didn't make the trade was to save his job. <laughs> like, like, why would you trade? Right. Make this trade. Everyone's telling you, no, don't do it because, you know, you might get fired. You know, you'll never have work again. And you're like, oh, well, I'm, well fuck that. <laughs> like, don't get me wrong. He was being spiteful as fuck throughout most of that process. But at the same time, like, he was also probably trying to save his own ass. Like, I can't trade this motherfucker. I can't do it right now. Like, right. I need the best 
possible offer. And if right now there's just one team that can really give me anything worth having, I should wait till the summer. That was a smart move. I mean, it is at the maybe, end of the day. Maybe. I don't think But the was, Lakers though. can only I, give you the same shit in the summer. I mean, it, the smart no, move no, is no, to no. wait and but see. They, no, no, other no, no, no. Can come but in. they can't. They can't. That's the thing. And people the keep Lakers saying can't. this. The, the Lakers, no. Zubats is no longer there, and he was going to be a free agent well, anyway. So you take him off the table. Granted, that's not like a primo player, but like Zubats is still a no, valuable right. asset. <laughs> um, if you trade him in the offseason, they can't take Hill's contract off your books because they don't have the flexibility at that point then to do it because they they have all this cap space, but they don't have uh, the ability to match salaries in order to do it. Um, so, like, you, you can't get rid of Hill in that deal anymore. So, like, no, it's it's not – it may not be the, the same trade. It's not going to be the same trade. Um, and, like, it, you know, it, if – you don't get Tatum, maybe the the trade that you do get isn't even, like, minus even those two things isn't as good. So, like, I don't know. I'm just, like, in my opinion, like, I would have just taken it as, as much as I would have hated it because of all the tampering and what have you. It's just, like, dude, right. like, if nothing else, we, we get all these young guys. Maybe one of them turns out to be really fucking good. And, like we have all these various assets that we didn't have before. That's how you want to rebuild. <laughs> that's, you want assets. Yeah. And you have a bevy of assets. And, like, if you were yeah. able to drive up the offer to all five of their young assets plus two future draft picks plus they're taking Hill off your books, right? How, I don't understand how you say no to that. It gives you everything you want. Right, no, I don't disagree with that. I mean, I I would probably taken it too because it was just so many good options. I mean, if you're the Pelicans, you want Tatum, but you would for like, is it just Tatum? Like, what are you getting back, Tatum and who and who and who? You're fucking with. Here's the thing: at the end of the day, you're gonna be messing with Danny Ainge. He's probably sweet talking yeah. you right now, but that doesn't mean he's gonna be ta- he's gonna be a bitch when it comes down to <laughs> in during the God summer. Goddamn right he is. Um, it's not going to be easy. He's going to try to pull your ass. You know, that's probably why they fired him. Like, I can't trust Bill to make a good deal <laughs> with Boston. Even yeah, though I, I would don't trust Danny Ferry disagree. way more. Right. I, I do too. Um, but I think that's what it came down to. Um, like, I understand why he was fired. You know, I, 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 I again, I'm conf- I was confused hearing all the shit I heard that he was possibly going to lose his job because of the trade. Then he ends up losing his job anyway. So that was kind of so. I don't know what's what yeah. <laughs> in terms of that. Um, right. But at the end of the day, we, like you were saying, like we don't know what what the best option would have been. You probably had your best chance. The Laker trade wasn't a bad trade. It probably wasn't the best prospect. You probably couldn't. You probably could wait till the summer and make the trade of Boston get Tatum, or wait and make it make a trade with New York if they get the number one pick, or whoever gets the number one pick and you make that trade. But. Uh, I think it worked for both parties to to send him where he wanted to go, even though you didn't like it. And I, look, it was totally fucked up, and there's definitely some type of tampering going on, uh, no doubt about that. Um, but you should have just, you know, look, you would have gotten a whole new starting five, all young guys with picks. You can't really go wrong, and you would have got cap relief. So I mean, you would have definitely been in, in, a, in a good spot. Yeah, and everybody who says, "Oh, well, like." We know how this team plays out. We saw it last year. 
Um, like, first of all, they didn't have Drew Holiday. <laughs> no. Uh, he's right. a fucking great player. Um, and secondly, right. like, all these players, like, are, 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 like, a year older than they were, and we don't really know how much they've advanced because they've had to play under LeBron's shadow the whole time. Like, right. we all know how LeBron runs an offense, and it's through him, and, like, so there's no team orientation. It's, it's, it's very much, like, everything runs through LeBron, and if you don't fit that picture, it doesn't work, you know? Uh, and, and there's very few guys in that, in that mix, excluding Kuzma, who, who, like, really work alongside LeBron. Um, I think Lonzo can, um, but, like, Lonzo really needs to be able to shoot better, um, and, and he just has not proven that yet. Um, and I and I think that um, uh, Ingram is just I, – I just don't think he's a good fit le- with LeBron. I don't think he ever will be um, because he, he, like, operates best as the same style of player as LeBron. Like, he's, he's got that playmaking ability. You take that away from him, and you're taking away some of his best tributes. Um, like, it, 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 he just doesn't fit. So, like – I, I think a lot of those players could have, you know, potentially made steps forward. And, you know, if you don't get them, they're all under contract next season, short of Zubats. So, like, you, you could flip any one of them for future assets or, or anything that you would want. Um, the, a, a player that you think would fit your team better, um, what have you. Like, you know, let's say – that uh, you know, Phoenix is very interested in um, in Lonzo, and let's say they end up picking number six overall, and they, they just you know they miss out on John Morant, and they're like, fuck, I, do we want to take Darius Garland at six? We'd rather have an unproven Darius Garland, or we'd rather have Lonzo Ball. Like, uh, maybe I'd rather have Lonzo Ball. He's proved himself defensively. He can pass the ball really well. We already got Devin Booker who can shoot really well. We've got another group of guys we've got Mikael Bridges we've got TJ Warren but those guys can shoot really well you know we take Alonzo Ball and, and we pair him with the rest of these guys and Aiton like you know holding down the, the the center position like I'd probably rather have that as a number six overall pick so like th- there's a lot of variables here but like I would have taken that deal I just think I think you would actually have more flexibility with that deal than what you will have with Anthony Davis because you could have so many other teams that would be more interested in all of these other various players than you will teams interested in Anthony Davis. You're only going to have a handful of teams. You're only going to have a, like the teams who will want him who with him only being signed for one year. They're going to be contenders, and there's only a handful of those. Like Maybe the contenders grow um, if Katie – decides to leave the Warriors, and so you get some more offers. But, again, that's a what if. Like, give me, give me all the, the, the players and the assets and the draft picks and all that um, and the cap relief. Like, I don't know. I, just, I think I would just rather have that um, in, in my personal opinion. Uh, but, anyway, let's move on. Uh, another interesting thing from Davis uh, this you know, um, during the all-star break, um, he said he has no preference as far as his destination. He even said, um, something to the effect of all 29 other teams are in play. Uh, 
<laughs> I thought this was really funny because to me, it, it almost came off like when when I was a kid, I would like like I, I might lie about something, and, and then you know uh, essentially you know, like, my parents would be, like, blah, 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 like, trying to, like, confront me about it, and so I'd, like, lie about, like, further lie about it and get myself into more trouble, um, because I didn't just fucking tell the truth, um, and I feel like this is that kind of situation, like, I feel like, dude, like, this makes him look even worse to me, it's like, dude, so you'd rather, you'd, you'd literally rather go play for any other of the 29 teams than your current franchise like you were better off just being like i just want to play for a contender um you know i I think there's a handful of contenders out there um you know i i i think that you know the lakers uh you know uh boston milwaukee toronto like all those teams they're contenders you know i i think new york could be a contender because of the, the position that they put themselves in. like But to say, like, I would rather go play for any of the 29 other teams than the team I'm on right now, um, that only furthers to serve, like, how, how, how much, like, how kind of bad you look. And I don't, and the thing is, I don't think that's true. I don't think he really believes that. I don't think he really thinks that. Um, I think he was, it's like a guy who's trying to say the right thing, and he, you know, inadvertently, says the wrong thing because he's just not fucking telling the truth. Just tell the fucking truth, man. Like it will set you free. Um, that's my take on this. I, I think it was a stupid thing to say. Uh, and I don't think it's at all true. Um, but if it is, I mean, it's a really bad look for AD. Uh, Joel, what are your thoughts? Well, our whole situation is a fucking mess now. If anything, that yeah. Lakers shit is a lot better every day it goes by. <laughs> You're like, fuck, this is terrible. What happened? Um, and look, it. he's like, you know what? I want to play here. I mean, he's just talking out of his ass at this point. He doesn't know what he wants. If anything, it made me feel better that he said he'll play for any of the 29 teams other than the Pelicans because now him playing for Boston doesn't sound as weird as before when we heard he, was, he didn't want to play for Boston. So, you know, it now dilutes the whole idea of going to play in Boston. But um, that's it. I mean, other than that, it, it is it, – he's just he, – like you said earlier, I, I, he just doesn't – he's just talking to talk. He, he's kind of stuck in a right. situation he's, he's uncomfortable with, and so he just needs to say something, and he just wants to play, but he doesn't want to play where he's at. So he's going to mope around and right. before the game is over. That kind of bullshit should not fly. And that's one of the reasons probably uh, things aren't working as good over there in New Orleans because he doesn't want to be there. You knew that, and yet you kept him there anyway, and it just made things now toxic. And it's just it's a, it's a mess. It's a giant mess. Yeah, and, like, I, I think at this point, like, he should just stop talking about it. You know, like, I I, I know what he's trying to do. It's just not working. Um right. Yeah, I mean, I, I, I think nothing that he has said since he requested the trade has been good for him. Um, and so, like, right. you know, especially at this point when, like, you know, the trade deadline has passed, at that point I would have been like, well, 
I'm still on the Pelicans, so I'm committed to playing for this team. And I would have just left it at that. Like, don't say you're you're open to every other fucking team in the league. Like, basically being, like, further pissing off fans. Like, oh, so, like, you'd rather be anywhere but here. All right, well, fuck you. Right, right. <laughs> I just, exactly. I don't get it. I don't, like, I don't get why you would make that kind of statement. Um, like, that, because, again, that was my, like, first thought when I when I heard it. I was just like, damn. <laughs> well, fuck New Orleans then. Like, Jesus. Like, it was like, I I, I don't get it, but um, yeah, well, I, I don't know. Um, obviously, no one we'll, does. we'll get a... No, I don't think anyone does. Obviously, New Orleans doesn't, because, like, they're, like, Especially out here firing GMs and trying to... I'm here like, sitting here like, oh, and, when do they move to Seattle? Right. Yeah. Twenty twenty three. Uh that's that's uh probably when it happened. Um Wow. Yeah. Good. Yeah. It, hey, if Memphis doesn't beat them to the punch, like uh we'll we'll figure that out. So what's but, the over uh, under? Which team moves first? Memphis, New Orleans or uh ooh, or well, the Memphis, another thing. Uh Phoenix. Uh I don't think Phoenix is oh, gonna move Phoenix. there. I think if yeah, I think if anything, Phoenix will move to Vegas if if they don't get their way in Phoenix, because um, like you can just keep your same name, Las Vegas Suns. You're not moving very far. Like that that makes the most sense to me. Um, as far as who moves to Seattle between Memphis and and New Orleans, um, Memphis can do mm-hmm. it sooner, but their 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 owner has to sell, um, and he's really young, and and I don't I don't think. I, I I just don't he think he, he wants to sell the team, yeah. Um, but like, if if somebody came in and was like, "I'm gonna give you a shit ton of money and then move the team to Seattle because I'm gonna give you a shit ton more money than what the team would be worth in Memphis because I'm going to move them to Seattle," that's a possibility. Right. Um, and I think so that's back to the Northwest. Twenty twenty one, um, and so that would that would beat the twenty twenty three mark where. Um, New Orleans, or might might even be 2024, I think, um, where they could opt out. Um, if the Memphis sale and and move doesn't happen, their um, timeline to opt out of their agreement with um, their arena is after New Orleans. So, like, that's what it boils down to me is is does Memphis sell and like so, like so somebody can move the team uh, in 2021. If that doesn't happen, then I will be putting all my chips in um, to uh, New Orleans doing it in 24, I believe it is. Um, and then, you know, a lot of people are projecting that in 2025 is when we could see expansion. Um, so that would be really? – add like Yeah, so that would add like a little extra thing to it is like – if if they sold the team in 2024 and then they moved to Seattle and then we got expansion, would we see another team pop up in New Orleans? Or, like, would would they just be like, ah, I don't feel like that's probably the best thing. Um, like, maybe... I don't like, hate it, though. Here's the thing. I just, yeah, but here's, here's the know. thing, though. Like, it, it, especially, like, if you're, if you're trying to, like, if you're trying to get in, get in on the market, right, would you rather like buy New Orleans and move your team to Seattle or 
like would you rather um like buy into like so you buy cheap and then move the team or would you rather like buy into like a market um so you so you know you're buying Seattle uh and then it's going to cost you more because like you know you're buying in you got to you got to impress all the you know, current 30 owners and all of this shit, you know, I, I would rather buy the, the small market team and move them to Seattle. I just think it would be cheaper. Um, yeah, I think so you're like, right. but like that, that's still like, um, like if they do that and it ends up happening right before expansion, uh, shit, like, damn, like we just lost a, a, a another city, lost a team when they didn't really need to. Um, you right. know, so it, it, it's crazy. I did all the research I've done on this shit. I, I and I still don't know what's going to fucking happen. Um, because nobody does, but, uh, but yeah, like the, the whole, like, um, potential teams that can move and everything. Cause those are the three teams that could move right now. It's, it, it, it's Phoenix, Memphis, and New Orleans. Um, and, and like I said, like Memphis is just—it's a very weird situation. Like, um, unless the team is sold, um, they're there till like 2029 or some shit like that. Um, so, uh, you know, but yeah, again, if you're the Memphis owner and you can sell them for a shit ton of money and they can move to Seattle and you just be like, fuck it, I'll just buy in when expansion comes. You know, like maybe you do that. You know. Um, I don't know. There's a lot of a lot of fucking um, a lot of cards to play. So I don't know. We'll see how it goes. Uh, let's let's talk about um, this African league um, because I I got a lot of interest in this. I think I think it's me too. Pretty, I think it's pretty fucking cool, man. Um, so the NBA is launching a professional basketball league in Africa. Um, it'll feature 12 teams um, from several several African countries, including Angola, Egypt, Kenya, Morocco, Nigeria, Rwanda, Senegal, South Africa, and Tunisia. Um, None of the teams, or I'm sorry, none of the countries are going to have more than two teams. Um, So my guess would be, what is that, Angola, let's say one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine countries. So you'll have, like, Three of these countries that have two teams, um, Egypt, I'm sure will get uh, Cairo and Alexandria, um, both like two really really big fucking cities, um, and then you'll have a couple other that get um, they get you know two teams in in various cities, um, but uh, but yeah, I mean I think this is fucking brilliant. We've had a lot of talent come out of Africa um, as of late. Uh, of course, Mbamute has uh, been sort of a champion of it, um, discovering a lot of various talent, um, like, with his efforts. And, like, dude, it, it, if and when he retires, he should be made the fucking um, GM of this league. I, I totally think Mbamute should, should hey, get that. near retirement. Just, Can't stay healthy. Yeah. Right, he's been hurt for fucking two years straight now. Well, more than that, really. He like he played well when he played last year for the Rockets, but again, he fucking yeah. played a game 
Fisher hardly, um, if at all. Barely. Uh, yeah. But like, right. But yeah, like I mean, I I think I think that would be a a, a nice um, like nod uh, for him. Yeah, I agree. Yeah, well, and just a nice nod for the NBA man. He like fucking started this whole like his camp in Africa and like two or three players. I think Siakam came out of that. Embiid. Um, I, I think there's a couple others. Um, like there, there, there's a lot of like talent that he has, um, like basically introduced into the NBA. Um, I just, I just think that that's the dude who should be the GM of the league. Um, but, uh, but yeah, I, I really like it, namely because, uh, you know, you got like out of all of the various places that um, the NBA could try to expand their blueprint. Um, you know they've they've played games in Europe. They've like they've they've played games in Mexico City, and there's been talks about you know having an NBA team in Mexico City, which I think is the fucking stupidest idea ever. Um, I like if for no other reason, like if if you don't want to do one through sixteen in the playoffs because of um, because of travel, then how can you introduce a team in Mexico City, which is a very very southern city in Mexico. Like, it's not close to the United States at all and expect them to have to fly all over the United States throughout their season. Like, that's not fucking fair. Um, but nevertheless, that's a different subject for a different time. Um, but, so they, I mean, you know, and they've, I'm sure they've looked at Asia and all this other stuff. Um, but all of these places have, like, pretty viable leagues. I mean, you have the Euro leagues, you have various um, leagues in Europe. Um, there's, you know, a, a very formidable uh, Australian league. Um, there's some, you know, the, the Chinese basketball association. Um, there's uh, some other leagues out in Asia, um, but like Africa doesn't really have anything um, that, that, you, you know, big, is, is a, um, yeah, this big and, and, and it has a, like, a way for like people to see talent and for you know talented players to like make a name for themselves. These players um, rely on various other ways to to get elsewhere. Um, so for them to like open up this avenue for these players um, to be seen um, uh, and and to like put revenue into um, these communities. Uh, obviously, Africa is is by far the poorest continent on the face of the earth. Um, so, like, hopefully, like, p- putting that revenue there, like, helps them out greatly. I, I like it. I like it for so many reasons. Um, but, you know, I, I think uh, I think it could be something really big for the NBA. Um, and I think that, you know, it could add, you know, s- some extra intrigue to the off season. It, it You know, that's when I would – be trying to like have these games played most of these games played um you know uh, i i think um i think it just makes a, a whole lot of sense to me um and uh and, and and it's not really something that i had ever um like i had thought of having like a an african league um but it's not something that i ever thought would actually happen um for the like at, right. the nba to like sponsor um, a league in Africa, like it would be so far down the totem pole of things that I actually thought would happen. Um, so the fact that it actually is, I think it's super cool. Um, again, the travel, um, and, and part of the thing was 
you know, how I always looked at it was, God, man, the travel is going to be so hard. Like, if you've got a team in Egypt playing a team in South Africa, that's a fucking long-ass travel. Like, that is really far away. Um, so, like, that's going to be kind of kind of one of those things is, like, um, can, can you make that work? Um, and I guess, like, with plane tickets being what they are now, like, you fly them coach, you're not paying them all that much. Um, you know, you, I guess they'll make it work. Um, but, uh, but yeah, I mean, overall, I really love the idea. I think it's going to be super cool. What are your thoughts? No, I told them when they announced it, I was all excited and shit. And I, I just love expansion. Like, I love the idea of an, a Euro, an NBA run Euro league. I remember a couple of years ago that they thought about expanding, having a division in Europe. I'm like, that'd be so fucking weird. Not because I wouldn't like to see it. It's just travel's a bitch in this country. Can't imagine doing overseas all the time. So the idea that, all right, we're going to probably have an offshoot uh, African league. I love the idea that the NBA is going to have a, their own league in Africa with different major cities in Africa. That people, people that probably we don't know much about. I, I don't know a lot about Africa. This is a good chance for people to learn about Africa and the cities involved. And it's just, I just think it's good for the continent. It's good for, for the NBA and its, and its expansion. I, I think it's also going to be um, – with FIBA, so they're gonna have they're they're probably gonna have FIBA rules in there too, with, with them probably being involved in that the whatever goes on in Af- the African leagues. But I I just it just really excites me at the possibilities. Not just Africa, they can expand it to Europe and Asia, where I think that's their biggest market aside from Africa itself. Europe and Asia, which have their own leagues, but if NBA can do their own league, like mini league, just like what they're doing in Africa, in Europe and in Asia that would be fucking huge. And then, like, it, there'd be, yeah. it'd be offshoots of the NBA, but it'd be it'd be so huge to do something like that, to do kind of like what they're doing in wrestling right now. I know you don't watch wrestling, but they kind of expanded to Europe recently in England. They have a development league there, kind of a thing there. And I know they have plans to expand throughout the country. And just the idea of doing something like that, where you could probably you could have exhibition matches like they do with the Euro League teams sometimes during the preseason, like you were saying. You could do that with the African League that expose them here to in our country and find like they'll probably play it on NBA TV too. So you'll probably see some of the African games on NBA TV. That be I just can't wait to see how this works out. <laughs> like it's going to be pretty cool. What the yeah. games are going to be, what the cities are actually involved. There's 12 teams, so I, I it's it's going to be fun. And I just the future looks bright. Uh, it starts in Africa, and hopefully it does expand to Europe and Asia. But right now, let's just focus on Africa. I like what I've heard, and I can't wait to see it. Uh, I think what's in like uh, two years, maybe. I forget exactly when it's supposed to start, but I'm excited for going. Yeah, I think two years from now. Yeah, I mean, me too. And and I think you're right. I mean, I think you start in Africa where there isn't a market, um, and then maybe yeah, you could expand. Maybe you could have like a like an African league, but then maybe you could have like a Mediterranean league that includes some of those Northern African countries. So you can like make travel easier um, and then have some European countries involved Then have an Asian league, have a South American league. Um, Like, I mean, there's, there's a lot of possibilities and especially with the, 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 um, you know, essentially the way that um, the NBA is moving towards having um, the G league be like a farm league system. Um, right, right, maybe right. that could further that 
um, and each team could like be represented by an NBA team, um, or like you could have multiple teams if you have various leagues throughout, um, you know, different places. Like let's say you you have you know thirty. Uh, let, let's just say you have thirty two teams in the league. And you have 32 teams in Europe and Africa combined, and then you have 32 teams in South America and Asia combined. Um, and you know maybe you throw some from Australia in there or something like that. Um, like maybe right. those serve as your AAA teams um, or, or your AA teams or whatever you want to call it. And then your your regular G League teams, you know, serve as like the next tier, and then NBA as like mm-hmm. the next tier. Um, and 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 maybe that expands the draft, um, like right. you know, maybe right, we'll right. four rounds in the draft. Um, so mm-hmm. like you could send them to your various farm organizations. Um, it's crazy. The the potential is crazy, um, and it, it'll be interesting to see where it goes from there. Uh, but but uh, yeah. let's move on. We got about twenty minutes. Yeah, me too, man. I I think it's gonna be a lot of fun. Uh, to see where all of this goes. Um, but uh, let's move on. Let's get into our playoff projections uh, because um, it, it's it's going to be interesting going down uh, to the wire, who makes the playoffs. Um, Juwan, I want to start with you. Um, and welcome back, by the way. Uh, Thank you. Eastern Conference. Yeah. Eastern Conference. All right. So, obviously, we got Milwaukee and Toronto. Indy, Boston, Philly, all of those teams are going to make it. Brooklyn will probably make it. Um, they they seem like they well, they're, more they're than likely. More yeah, than I'm not worried about that. Uh, but I, after that, like it's just a lot of a lot of wide open um lot wide open space. Um, how do you how do you see the Eastern Conference playoff picture um kind of panning out there, Juwan? It's funny because it's like as much as you kind of want to like feel as though the, the Eastern Conference is, is really panning out um, to be a really good one. It still has the issue of it's only three, maybe four deep. Um, so you oh, it's look four at deep. It you kinda, yeah, it's four at deep. Four. It's like, yeah, at least four. I'm sorry. I don't know why I said three. It's definitely four <laughs> deep. Um, and then when you look at it, you kind of go, well, like, who else is there? So then you kind of go, Actually, I'm sorry. It's not four deep. <laughs> My apologies. Sorry, audience. It's five deep. So you got Milwaukee, Toronto, mm-hmm. Indiana, Boston, and Philly. Yeah. That's your five. Right. Four. Uh, depends five. How, 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 depends on how much how much you trust the Indiana without Oladipo. Right. Without Oladipo, yeah. To be honest, there's only 25 games left, and there's 38 and 20. I don't see them dropping tremendously. No, between I'm not now saying, and I'm saying in the playoffs. I'm, I'm saying playoffs. Oh, right. Yeah, they're and, not, not, they're not, I got you. They're and, not falling out. And, <laughs> okay, I got and, you. I got you. I got you. Like, just, just for, for posterity's sake, I have the uh, uh, remaining strength of schedule pulled up here. Indiana has the eighth toughest remaining strength of schedule. Um, oh, okay. They got to right. play the Bucks. They got to play the Warriors. They got to play Denver twice, OKC twice. Um, so, they, I, I don't expect them to to hold on to that um, third. I think they'll slip third spot. Right. I, I, right. Yeah. I, I, I that's fair. That. Yeah, yeah. Okay. That's where, that's where you guys are coming from. I look at six, seven, and eight. This is where I am completely uh, stuck because I want. 
uh, Blake and Andre Drummond to make the playoffs. I desperately want they're Detroit to kind of build. in the eighth seed. Right. They're currently in the eighth seed. I want them to be able to build some semblance of success in a what seems to be very flawed uh, organization as of late. Um, sure. I, I, I kind of just want them to make it. You yeah. look at Charlotte. This is probably almost 100% Kimba Walker's last season with the Hornets. So you want him yeah. to finally make the playoffs. Um, and then you look at Brooklyn. I'm biased. So, like, there'll never be a time where I support Brooklyn being in the playoffs when my Knicks aren't. So I look at Brooklyn, and I, I really hope that they, um, they fall because I want Dwayne Wade to, you know, make the playoffs in his last season uh, playing in this league. Uh, I've, I value that more. But you look at Brooklyn, they're playing so well. It just doesn't seem likely. Um, but – the way I'm going to go with, with shaping this is Charlotte 7, uh, I mean Charlotte 6, Detroit uh, 7, and hopefully Miami can squeeze in in that eighth position to round things out uh, so we can see Dwayne Wade's last ride, um, you know, end in the playoffs rather than the regular season. Interesting. Um, yeah, I mean, I, I, I definitely – disagree a little bit I think I don't think Charlotte's gonna make it man I I, (laughs) they just don't have anybody outside of Kimba um who who's really that good um like Batum used to be good and now he's just this overpaid guy who who like just doesn't really help them um, Lamb is probably their second best player um, this bad. season. Yeah, and that's not good. Um, they've never figured out how to utilize Monk. Poor Lamb. Um, and you know, I get it. I mean, he's a tough guy. You can't really play alongside Kimba. Um, you know, they they probably should have figured out some kind of way to like turn him into something, like trade him for something, because there's other teams who can utilize him. Um, like, I mean, fuck, man, I'd love to see Monk play alongside someone like, say, Lonzo Ball. <laughs> Monk's a guy who's undersized and likes to shoot the ball. Lonzo's a guy who's, like, oversized and pretty good at defense who likes to pass the ball. Like, that that's, like, an ideal perfect fit compliment. there. Um, yeah, perfect compliment. Um, and, and maybe they just shouldn't have drafted him, like, you know, to begin with. But, um, yeah, I mean, he was – the 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 quote unquote best player available when they drafted him, even though they you know passed on Donovan Mitchell to take him, um, but nevertheless, like, yeah, I, they also they have the second toughest strength of schedule remaining, um, and which is crazy because uh, like uh, you know there's there's very few teams at the top tier of the Eastern Conference teams at the top tier of like toughest strength of schedule remaining. Brooklyn has the third toughest strength of schedule remaining. So you might get your wish there, uh, Juwan, for them to slip out um, and not make the playoffs. I think Orlando, look out for them. They have the 28th um, toughest strength of schedule remaining. um, And they are currently uh, what only – uh, one and a half game. Uh, no, I'm sorry. They're half a game back 
uh, from the eight seed. I I think Orlando on a five game winning streak too. Exactly. I think a seven to three over the last ten. I think Orlando could make a run. I expect them to make the playoffs. Um, they you know they made that Fultz trade, but they didn't really give up anybody who was playing. Um, like Simmons wasn't really playing. Them. They didn't. They yeah. They they didn't. They didn't make a move that like um, hurt their um, their you know mm-hmm. prospects of making the playoffs this year, um, you know. But they they made a move that could maybe help them down the road, which I think was probably the the, the kind of position that we always should have expected from Orlando. That kind of one foot in, one foot out. Um, like they weren't. I don't think they were ever going to trade Roth or Vucevic because they they want to make the playoffs. Um, and mm-hmm. and I think. I think they're going to make it. I think um, – I, I don't know what the seeding will be, but after those top five, I'm going to say Orlando um, – I'm going to say Detroit does make it. I think I think they'll be in, and uh, I, I, I want to say Brooklyn keeps it even though they have a tough schedule. Um, I just, there's something about that team that's kind of fiery to me. Um, yep. but then again, be getting healthy I think, again, Wa- I think, I think Washington with Beal like leading the way, I think they could make it, make a good case too. So I, I, I don't know, but I, I'll say, I'll say Brooklyn just for the sake of, of picking a team. Um, so yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll I'm going to leave it there. Orlando, um, Brooklyn, and Detroit. That's, that's who I'm going to pick for those final three spots. Joel. Yeah, I'm not that far off from you. Um, Brooklyn, I think they've separated themselves enough for me to say that they're better than all the rest of the worst teams in the East. <laughs> so they probably sure. deserve a spot in the top in the top eight. Everything else mm-hmm. after underneath them though is pretty much a crapshoot. Charlotte did nothing at the trade deadline to get better. Absolutely shit. No. Um, mm-hmm. And they're probably, and like you just said, their schedule isn't much better, so they're going to struggle to stay in there. Uh, as much as I wouldn't mind seeing them in there, um, I didn't have them making it, uh, so I would not be surprised if they fell out of it. But uh, hopefully, uh, hopefully for Jordan's sake, they try to, they make that playoff spot and make something happen. But I don't know. Uh, Detroit um, is they're playing That's bad. a catch-22, though, man. Because it, it, it like, it but you know. Kimba's Kimba's probably gonna be all NBA, Ouch. and I don't want to I don't want to pay him a super max. Yeah, and not many people do. I, I get it. I try. I totally get it. And they probably shouldn't. Charlotte probably should move on, but we'll see. <laughs> we'll see how it goes. Uh, Orlando's <laughs> yeah. on a roll right now. They started on a roll, then they hit a hell of a fucking like. They fell all the way down, and then. Uh, they they kind of climbed out of it. They they've stayed in the hunt. Miami's a team I, I feel um, they haven't been healthy. They've been struggling with health most of the season. They, I can't figure out what yeah. lineup is what. Uh, Dragic should be back soon, hopefully for them. Um, right. But they did trade away. They they have no point guards on their their squad right now. Dragic's the only one, and he's not healthy. Uh, they they've been playing a lot of uh, uh Justice Winslow a lot at point guard. Um, so I'm not sure what Miami is, but they they have a good coach. They have decent players, so they have a chance they can. Buy, and I want uh, for Wade's sake, I would love to see them make it. Uh, Detroit, I don't know what the fuck they did with the trade deadline. They got rid of their good wings. Uh, 
they got they brought in uh, Svi. Uh, he's a good shooter, but he's really young and you know green. Um, that, that means they're going to give more. This, I mean, at least to me, it looks like they're going to probably get more uh, free time for Luke Kennard to get some minutes and their uh, rookie Bruce Brown, yeah. uh, who they he's been playing a lot and not pre- performing. <laughs> he's just here taking minutes, uh, at least from what I can see. Um, so I'm not sure how uh, Detroit will have a chance with Blake Griffin and Andre Drummond and uh, just something from Reggie Jackson. So there might be a chance for them to stick stick it there. Washington is uh, I I don't trust them. <laughs> I just don't. Uh, I think yeah. they have a chance, but uh, I just don't trust them. You trust them more without John Wall, though. Weirdly, <laughs> it's yeah, weird, but very weirdly. <laughs> yeah. Um. But yeah, I, if I had to pick, I'd probably say Brooklyn, uh, Miami, Detroit, or Detroit, Miami, whatever. I don't know if Charlotte's going to make it. I don't know uh, if Washington's going to be able to, to get up to that that spot either. So um, maybe oh no oh yeah wait what did I say? Not Charlotte, Brooklyn, Miami, Orlando. Yeah, those are my my final three spots. All right. Yeah, we'll see how it all plays out. All right, let's move quickly to the West. Um, to me, it's basically. Between the Clippers, the Kings, and the Lakers, uh, I'm going to take the Kings. Whoa. I just, I, I just, I like, I just think that they've got like this swagger behind them. They want it, man. They, they want really it. want it. Yeah. They don't. They don't have a pick. Um, they have the 21st toughest um, remaining strength of schedule, whereas uh, the Lakers have the ninth. Um, so like. That, I think, bodes well for the Kings. Uh, now, coming out of the playoff break, I, I think you could see the, the Lakers jump ahead of them uh, like quickly, um, but I don't think it'll be by a, a, a large amount. And then the Kings have a much easier schedule after, like say, the next six or seven games. Um, and I, I think that could bode well. Now, the Clippers also have a pretty easy schedule going uh, down the stretch, but I I just don't think they want to make the playoffs. I don't think they're really going to be trying that hard. They want to keep their pick. Um, they want all their future assets. Um, I don't think they're going to like make it obvious they're tanking. But you know they play the Knicks twice, uh, the Cavs twice, um, the Bulls, the Grizz. Um, I, I I expect they'll lose a handful of those games. Um, you know I, I I just don't I don't think they really want to be in that picture um so that's just i don't know what what i guess uh but juan what are your thoughts on uh the west uh i'm going lebron and the uh the the lakers uh rounding out okay excuse me that eighth seed uh we've talked about this numerous times there's no way the clippers want to lose that pick and it's as simple as doing whatever you need to do to not win those really easy games coming up um, but I do exactly. believe that the Kings have the Rockets, the Warriors. Uh, I can't remember the other teams, but I do know they have at least those two teams uh, on their schedule. So, I mean, there's some games that the Kings can lose, and at some point you're going you're gonna to start to say, like, that youth is really going to kind of, you know, fold a little bit. Um, I just I, – I have to ride on LeBron. LeBron's able to – these guys are all healthy now. Everyone's back. So the idea that he can get these guys on the same page and they can make a push, um, they got to start like right away because if they if they can win enough games, they could aim for that uh, that Spurs spot. And if they're smart, they want that spot, not the eighth. 
Um, so I'm right. going to go Lakers to round it out. Interesting. Uh, to answer your question, the six toughest oh. opponents that the Kings have remaining, uh, they have the Bucks, they have the Warriors, they have OKC, they have to play Boston twice, and the 76ers. The Lakers have to play the Bucks twice, uh, Toronto, Golden State, uh, Denver, and OKC. Those are their six toughest games remaining, uh, according to uh, record. Um, but, Joel, uh, what are your thoughts on the West? My heart says Kings. My mind says Lakers. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe because, yeah, you know, I want the Kings to make it. Yeah, I don't give a fuck what the Lakers making it or not. Uh, but it's hard to count out LeBron being healthy. As long as he's it healthy, is. there's always a chance. They're going to sneak in and make that eighth seed and get eliminated in the first round. It all, you know, how it is. Um, but I do, I, I, I don't know. I, I would rather see the Kings make it just because um, they just seem like they want it more. They're fighting for it and they're going for it. You know, they, they traded mm-hmm. for Harrison Barnes. Like, there's, yep. there's, a, there's a feistiness of the Kings I would love to see in the playoffs. There's a lethargic, like a, a lethargic, what's the word, lethargic, what's, there's a word for it. Yeah. Um, there's, there's something about it, about them, that, that to me is lacking. Um, there's a fire that's missing. Maybe that's because of the trade deadline and everything over that was attached to it. But, um, yeah, I just, I'd love to see the Kings. I think the Clippers are just going to fall out of it. I think they're not going to say that out loud, like you were saying, but they're probably going to slowly, quietly slip away from contention. Uh and then, right. of course, there's always a chance Minnesota tries to sneak in there. You never know with their little up-and-down year. Uh, but more than likely, yeah. I, I, it's going to come down to me, the Kings and Lakers. Uh, as long as San Antonio doesn't find a, a, a hole to you know, fall into, hopefully they don't. But as of right now, I think it's going to come down to the Kings-Lakers. Hopefully the Kings make it. If not, uh, I wouldn't put money against the Lakers making it either. Yeah, I mean – I understand. I like my heart also says Sacramento, um, but my brain does too. Um, and I know it's like crazy to bet against LeBron, but just like there's a lot of variables that go Hard, into yeah. like the, the last stretch of the season, and like they they both have tough games to play. They have to play each other one more time, um, but like they also have a slew of easy games to play. Here's the thing. I I think the Lakers and, and Sacramento will probably, like, split the tough games. I trust Sacramento to win the easy games more than I do the Lakers. Like, I, I, do I too. feel like the Lakers <laughs> never know what's going to fucking happen with them. So, like, I don't know. I, I think Sacramento beats them by, like, a game, maybe two. Yeah. Um, and just no, beats them out. I don't trust think... 100% yet. I don't either, and I just I just feel like the whole team is just kind of disinterested at this point. So I right. I don't know. We'll we'll see how it happens. And like and here's the thing: if you're LeBron, like for your legacy, like would you rather make the playoffs and and lose in the first round for the first time ever in your career, or miss the playoffs for the third time in your career? I don't think either one is great, but but neither is you know. Not, I don't think either is necessarily worse than the other. Um, so, you know, there's that as well. Uh, but anyway, great show, guys. Uh, always fun fucking uh, shooting the shit with you guys, talking NBA hoops. Uh, be sure, uh, Geek Vibes Nation, to check out uh, Wrestling Geeks Alliance tomorrow at 7 o'clock. 
we will be back uh, probably this Thursday. Maybe we, we might take a, we might have a, a one show week this week. We'll see how it goes. Um, in fact, I we probably will. We'll probably be back next Tuesday. <laughs> uh, but Geek Five Live will be on Sunday, um, and uh, you know we'll we'll see you then. But until then, peace. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill.